0: Good morning. Good morning. morning. Oh, what a wonderful day. The tone has been so beautifully set. I tell you, I'm full to overflowing already. It's so good to be with each and every one of you, and thank you so much, Reverend Tony, for inviting me back. It's beginning to feel like home, so it's good to be here, you know, for homecoming. It really is. I was uh, thinking... Recently, about the evolution of consciousness, because we find ourselves in different places at different times, don't we, in our lives? And uh, it's important that on our evolutionary process and unfoldment, that we don't throw the baby out with the backwater. You know, so often we say, "Well, that used to be the way I, I thought," or "This was my old teaching." But if we can glean that old teaching, then we come into an awareness that it is all about new thought and ancient wisdom. I remember when I was growing up, when I was a small child and used to go to Sunday school in my former tradition, we learned a little song, and it was called Count Your Blessings. And some of you may be familiar with it. The words were simple, almost a chant, almost, because you have said the same thing over and over again. So it was building consciousness. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Come on. <laughs> Count your, name them one by one because it's the same words. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Isn't that Because when you're in that state of consciousness, when you're counting your blessings, when you're acknowledging the good that's omnipresent, there's no room for anything else in that moment. Only I wasn't taught that in detail. All I was taught was the song. That was all I was taught. But then I progressed, and I unfolded, and I moved along, and I came into New Thought, where we're big on gratitude journaling, aren't we? Yeah, that puts you in a really good space of being centered in the goodness that is forever surrounding us. So I thought, hmm, that's a continuation. So first I centered myself in just counting my blessings. And then I might say I graduated, but I'm going to carry forward what I've learned. And now I'm, I'm doing a daily practice, maybe at the beginning of the day. I'm just acknowledging, I'm acknowledging the good that's all around us. So when I think about this homecoming and this celebration of life, I think, well, that's another step in the evolution of gratitude and counting our blessing. Only we're putting it in action now. We're doing something. We're gathering together. And we're celebrating life. We're celebrating the good that's in our life. We're celebrating the good that's in our center. We're celebrating the good that we see all around us. So it's gratitude and the blessings being acknowledged in in another tangible way. Because I tell you, when you get in touch with joy, and that's what celebration seems to ignite within us, when we get in touch with real joy... There's there's no opposition that can coexist with it. When you're in real joy and really in the celebration of life, there are no adversities in that moment. Now, even if there were adversities five minutes ago, and maybe, you know, it's all about choice. Maybe you pick up those adversities five minutes from now. But in the moment of joy, there's nothing that coexists with it. There is no blame. There's no anger. There's no shame. There's no guilt of any kind, of any kind. Hmm. Remember this from your former teaching? Well, it's it's ancient wisdom, really. It's uh, found in the scriptures of the Holy Bible. It says, perfect love casts out fear, all oh, fear, all oh, fear. Perfect love, when you're in... hmm, I'm such a romantic at heart. I really am forever falling in love. When you are in love, and a consciousness of love, boy, there's nothing to fear. There's no anger. There's nothing. And another aspect of joy or blessings or the realization of the goodness that's all around us is beauty. And I tell you, Whenever I come into this sanctuary, it is the truth, it's the truth. I see beauty all around me. I really do. Sometimes I look to see if uh, there's something maybe that I missed the last time. And I always find that I did miss something the last time. Beauty puts me in a real good mood. I don't know about you, but it puts me in a real good mood. It is that invisible essence that is at the of our being, when we start to notice these things that mm, is transformative, transformative takes us out of one mood and puts us in um, a mood of goodness and harmony and peace and joy. We start to get a glimmer of that truth that we talk about that that is within us already. Joy is not something outside of ourselves that we make happen, or I'm going to go and get some joy today. Joy is that which is within us, and when something ignites it, it expresses in our outer life, and all adversity, all seeming issues in that moment cannot coexist with it. It's that essence. It's that nature. And we start to understand that that phrase that we often use, what I'm looking at. Also, heard beauties in the eyes of the beholder. So that means that there's something inherently ours already. It's already the who that I am. It's who I am. It's what I am. And beautiful things always make you smile, don't they? They make me smile. They make me smile. I love beauty. I love to. Surrounded by beauty, whether those are the people that I interact with and surround myself with, or the places that I explore of the universe, the beautiful earth that we live in, and we see beauty all around us, or the things that I acquire for a while to remind me of beauty, but I tell you, when that smile comes on your face because you're acknowledging beauty in your life, there's nothing with it. No disappointment, no unforgiveness. It does not exist with that pure essence of beauty and love and joy. When we immerse ourselves in a consciousness of this nature of spirit and surround ourselves with the same energy, transformation is inevitable. It really is, folks. And yet, I want you to know that as I talk about these good things, I'm not implying or denying in any way that we don't experience challenges, daily challenges. No, that's not. And I'm not implying that we do go through the dark night of the soul from time to time. I'm not And I'm not implying that you need to do is to immerse yourself in joy and immerse yourself in love and everything is going to just automatically be all right no you've got a responsibility we take responsibility for our consciousness and we take responsibility for our actions and we would just go forward and do what needs to be done in the moment to let the healing happen but when you're not immersed and just caught up in that fear and that anger and that resentment and what have you, you become a clear conscious channel through which the divine flows. There's nothing that can coexist with that consciousness of goodness, and you become one with the one by imitating its own nature or expressing your own nature. It's the same thing, no matter how you cut it. I'm going to, uh, you know, when we talk about ancient wisdom, let me see if I've got my cards here. I just want to remind myself of things, I, points that I want to make, uh, bring to your attention today. We talk about ancient wisdom in the context of beauty and joy and how that supports us in uh, being that clear conscious conduit through which the divine flows easily and effortlessly. There's no obstruction. Then we don't have to go any further than um, the Apostle Paul, listen to what he says. He was a preacher. We like to call ourselves teachers, but Paul was a preacher, you know? Like he t- told you what to do, but maybe not necessarily why or how come. Just like count your blessings, I didn't know why or how come, but now I've come into a realization that it was a training of consciousness. It's all good, folks. He said, finally, finally, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I love that, don't you? Yeah, and when you start to come into that fuller awareness, it has such great meaning. Just think on these things. Now, how many of you get notes from the universe? Do any of you get notes from the universe? Yeah, I love I love them. You know, I, I run to my email account to see what the universe is going to say to me. <laughs> I love it. And it has such a sense of humor. It makes me laugh and smile and puts me in a good mood. And sometimes I think, oh, that was exactly ooh, who's watching, you know, because that's so personal. But how about the one that last week that we got? I love that. It said, it won't matter that 10,000 doors may be slammed in your face. Yeah, remember? Because when door number 10,001 flies open, revealing pathways of jade and gardens of love, with flowers dancing, fountains sparkling, friends blushing, moonbeams glowing and abundance abounding, you'll completely forget about all those other doors. It's true, isn't it? But I want to remind you, just in closing, if you're spiritually asleep, you do not have a receptive attitude toward the good, or if you're filled with doubt and fear, it's very possible we're not emotionally available to even realize the good at hand. Good is at hand. Live and move and have our being in a source of infinite possibility. No limitations at all. Not at all. Sometimes I think, you know, I get a, a flashback from the past like maybe Maybe everything else, but no. Then I have to get my butt out. Oh, can I say that? Get my butt out of the way. But we must become available through practicing the presence by realizing our oneness with all those attributes of good that we we espouse. Now, our founder of the of the science of mind, Ernest Holmes, he provided a. Wonderful, wonderful tool called the Spiritual Mind Treatment. Thank you, Connie. Just lovely. And if you go no further than step number one, I know many of you are in class and imagine you need to get in one because all I can talk about, and your Reverend and other teachers of truth, is many times in the short period of time we have in front of you once a week, is the end result. But when you get in the class, you learn the wise and the how comes and and how love and law is working together forever but anyway i digress so step one is uh transform is transformative if you don't go any further than that step if you just stay with step one your life is going to be transformed because here he teaches us to turn completely completely away from the problem or issue that you're facing, and simply contemplate those things of spirit, those eternal verities, peace, harmony, love, wholeness, power, joy, life, wisdom, beauty. And soon you become these things and experience them in everything you think, say, and do. So may your path of enlightenment be filled with all the goodness God bless you. Thank you. Oh, I got to carry my sound with me. Thank you. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen. So,
1: welcome to Homecoming. I'm very excited again to have Sherry Henley with us and Reverend Mary Louise Ruffner, as well as Glenn Hughes, and all of you. It's like, wow going great. But we're curious about if you've caught the similarities, the, the thread of energy that's running through this morning, and how it's all just kind of working together. So wonderfully and joyful that I'm going to share something with you. You know, I asked Reverend Mary to join us, and I said, just give us your 10 minutes or so on your best science of mind lesson that you think you've got. And she said, fine. I said, you can speak on anything that you want to speak on. And she said, really? I said, of course. And we just let it flow with that. My opening line to you today was going to be, though I don't always get what I'm looking for, I do always get what I'm looking from. So thank you for delivering the talk. Let's see. So... (laughs) And it's about, though, this flow of energy saying, okay, you know, we are are operating in that one presence, that one mind. We are all that expression of source energy that comes forward in the now to do one thing and one thing only. And that is to get very clear that no matter where we are, no matter what we went through yesterday, no matter what we have to do tomorrow, there is absolutely nothing and no one more powerful than you in this moment. You realize that when you walk into a room, your energy shifts the entire room. When you leave here today, your energy is going to shift all of metro Atlanta, despite the traffic on 285. That is how powerful you are. But what happens on occasion is individuals forget this. They forget that, wait a second, I am made of the love, the energy, the mind that creates worlds. And rather than allowing life itself to acclimate to the power, of the power of source that they are, they allow their energy to acclimate to what's going on in that current environment, to what's gone on the day before. And what we are here to tell you is stop that. It ain't working. You got to stop that. It's not working. You have to decide for yourself what is working in this moment now, what worked yesterday. And then you take what worked yesterday, you put that in its own little compartment, this is good, this is what I want, this is what worked, and you let everything else go. Everything else go. That which didn't work, that which didn't acclimate to that powerful energy that you are, and you make a conscious decision for yourself. And the conscious decision is to live as that expression of divine source energy you have come to this moment to be. Because nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You did not come here to acclimate or to anybody else's energy or follow anybody else's direction. You came on this journey to clear a path for others to follow. Got that? And when you clear that path, there's always a lot of unknowns. Sometimes in clearing the path, getting yourself motivated to get down the road a little bit, you've got to work through the brush. And sometimes the brush is clear, depending on, or, or is thick, depending on the path we're trying to create. What we want you to get clear about is you have all the tools you need clear that path, but don't get involved in thinking that your job is just to clear the path, because that's not what you're doing. Your role, your job, is to create the end result, but so many people get caught up in clearing the path, being told how to clear the path, following directions from others, that they lose joy that they had when they first began clearing the path. They were very excited. They were very excited. And now all of a sudden it feels like work instead of like joy. So what we want to ask you is if you were going to get up in the morning and say this day is about following my bliss. This day is about knowing by every thought, word, and action, is to demonstrate the joy of God that I am, what would your day look like? Would you still go to the office that day? Would you still find yourself interacting with the same people that you've been interacting with? Or would you begin shifting just a little bit, living in that authoritative tone? begin saying, well, wait a second. You know, my my bliss was not about this particular job. It was about something much grander. And I kind of got sidetracked. Because, you know, I had to pay bills. You still have to eat. Anybody not eat? But somewhere along the way, I let my energy act that's not what we are here to do. We are here to allow the environment acclimate to our energy. Louise Hay said something wonderful, and I love it. She said, you've been criticizing yourself for years, and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Try approving of yourself and seeing what happens. And this isn't about just you. Because what I like to point out is we get wrapped up in the cri- others criticizing us as well. And you know what? That hasn't worked much either. So try approving of yourself in spite of the chorus of those that like to criticize. And you know why they like to criticize? They like to criticize because if they can keep that vibration level low, then they themselves are not challenged be on high, and you serve as a constant reminder for these individuals that there's internal work that they need to do, let them acclimate to your energy, don't acclimate to theirs. Understand that when you come into this journey, you come into this journey, as we already said, to shift the world, to shift the universe, and what happens is we get caught and this pattern of thought, this pattern of thinking, this pattern of being, sometimes it's taught to us early on. Sometimes we pick it up with our friends and relatives. But our role is to go beyond the pattern. Our role is to begin saying, well, wait a second, you know, this pattern that they've had me follow really didn't quite work out well for them. It didn't quite work out well for so let me create a new pattern of energy. Let me create a new pattern of thought. We like to say in our teaching, of course, change your thinking, change change your thinking, change your life. And that's such a nice little sound bite. Everybody goes, that's nice. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I see that, I understand that. But then we're faced with the reality of actually having to do it. And it's almost as if remember those can't remember what we call them playgrounds, and they would spin. You'd hang on to them for dear life, and they'd spin. Yeah, merry-go-rounds, but we did these by hand. Remember? You did them by hand, and you'd go very fast, and you'd go very fast, right? Well, that pattern of thought that we have to change, the thinking we have to change, guess what? We have to reverse that merry-go-round and get it moving in the other So that's why it's not easy. There's a momentum behind the pattern of thought. And what we want to do is focus so clearly on the new thought, the new behavior, the new pattern of energy, that the momentum can dissipate the evolution, the spinning of the old thought, and begin moving it in the direction of the new pattern of energy, the new pattern of thought. So notice we said that, yeah, if there's some work in be a little difficult. We did not say it was impossible. We did not say it was impossible. Because nothing's impossible to you. What happens it feels impossible because the momentum's going. And if it feels impossible, the very first thing you want to realize is, you're absolutely dealing with a false feeling. You're absolutely dealing with a false feeling. And it's a false feeling because somewhere along the way, we're dealing with a false belief, a false belief that says it can't be done, or that it can't be changed. Well, the only thing that cannot be changed in anyone's journey is something they say cannot be changed. Well, I tried, but I know it can't be changed. And it is that knowing that has been repeated over and over that has created so much momentum on the merry-go-round of life that we have to now begin to reformat, to create a different pattern, to get the momentum moving in a different direction. And that can be done. That can be done. That is why nothing is impossible. But we're going to come back to a point that we made right off the gate, and that is, that we invite in ourselves and we empower within ourselves and we have to let go all the woulda, coulda, shouldas of the world around us and define right here now what is it that brings me bliss, what is it that I want to be doing because that first thought that you had about what brings you bliss, about what you're going to enjoy, that which you want to create was the universe saying let's go do bliss. Let's go do this. And somewhere along the way, we started clearing the path, getting momentum, but then it got a little heavy. It got a little crowded. It felt a little overwhelming. We have to begin dealing with changing that thought one more time. Changing that thought one more time. Esther Hicks said this. She said, when you expect something, it is on the way you expect something, it is on the, on the way. When you believe something, it is on the way. When you fear something, it is on the way. Your attitude or mood is always pointing toward what is coming to you. But you are never stuck with your current point of attraction. You are never stuck with your current point of attraction. And so what you're expecting right here now is on its way to you. What you are fearing is right here now, is on its way to you, but you are not stuck in this current moment. And what we want to bring back to to this current moment is, you have the ability to acclimate your environment to your energy. You don't do that by saying, "Come on, share my energy." Come on, don't, 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 don't be that negative sound. do it by holding the note. You do it by simply affirming and realizing how powerful you are. You do it by knowing that no matter what is going on out there in this moment now, I am living my divinity. And this. I welcome everyone to my higher vibration. Follow that? I'm grateful. I welcome. I'm grateful. I welcome. I want to be grateful because why not? Gratitude is one of the strongest creative forces in the universe. And the more gratitude we express, as Reverend Mary was saying, Writing in that gratitude journal over and over and over again, it gets our vibration, our soul level, up so high that the universe just draws more good to that vibration, to that higher thought. And we want to welcome because people forget to welcome. There's so much good available to them, and sometimes it's right in front of them, but they forget to yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for this and I'm ready for more. Bring that on I'll utilize it and we'll move on to the next highest and best the next highest investment what is your next highest investment so if you're following How about a state of being so high in vibration level, so clear in consciousness, so powerful in knowing that there is never any more spiritual work to do. There is just
0: spiritual.
1: Woulda, coulda, I'll share something with you from the Holy Scriptures if I can find it in my notes. Here it is. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, I can't I can go into all sorts of originally meant in Aramaic I'm going to tell you what it means to me and what it means to me in this moment is what does it profit someone how does it help someone if they reach their demonstration but it's void of this what does it how does it help someone if they get to that end result where they really wanted it but then they forgot why they were trying to get there to begin with. Or they don't recognize the power within them that demonstrated as that result. You see, we, we want, in our teachings, we're very clear, we want to use this this power that we are to demonstrate, to create better health, better love, better wealth, and people do it all the time. I'm just fascinated, fascinated and overwhelmed All the demonstrations that I see that people have in this conversation. That's amazing. Amazing. They work the process. You know know why they demonstrate well? I had a good damn teacher. That's why. Well, because they're given the direction, given the direction early on, those that know us best know this to be true, that in all the getting. That's why there's meditation classes. That's why there's services. That's why there are classes throughout the week. Some participate, some do not. Some think they've got it. That's great. They have to decide. Is it working? Is it working? Has this been working? And if it has, then let me hold on to what has been working. And if it hasn't, it's okay. Let me let that go. It doesn't mean done anything wrong. All it means is that there's more to learn. There's more to practice. There's more to do. Somebody said to me last week, I think it was last week, they, they were a little concerned, if you will, about how during the Mother's Day talk, the Mother's Day lesson, it brought up a lot of raw emotions for them because they're had transitioned, but many of us have had that experience. And their concern was, you know, in this moment of experiencing that raw emotion, and it had been a while for them that their mother had transitioned, they felt as if they were doing something wrong because they weren't having happy thoughts. That's not a teaching. And I asked them to really understand and that that raw emotion that swelled up in that moment was not about doing anything wrong. It was actually a sign of tremendous love and power that resides within them. It was actually a mark that said to them, wow, you have this powerful, joyful experience. So we want to turn around sometimes these ideas that we give ourselves that we're doing something wrong. You know what? No matter what you do in your life, no matter what you create, whether it's good, not good, whether it's difficult or easy, you can't get it wrong. You can't get it wrong. You might not like it all. But at the end of the day, it's still about your power to create. And whatever you've created, whether it's difficult or easy, good or bad, of affirmation of how powerful you are. And when you've got that, then you can begin moving into an environment that says, I'm going to hold on to the good stuff, and I'm going to be letting go of that which didn't serve me. How powerful are you? Well, you're powerful enough that there's no measure ever made for No one can measure how powerful you are. No one can define it and put it in a little box and say, this is it. This is all you got. Because that power that you are will continue to evolve, will continue to expand, and will always place you in a state of consciousness, in a state of being, where you can tell yourself, there's no need for me to demonstrate anything at other than the demonstration of you. The demonstration of you. We want you to go out today and define what your bliss is. We want you to decide what your bliss is for you. And then you go and live that. But live it from the awareness. Live it from the awareness that the universe is supporting you the universe is coming forward as you for you to demonstrate that bliss, whatever that bliss may be. And when you get to that state of bliss, and there's a little more bliss to follow, as Constance said, she's right on track, understand that's not the end. Because it doesn't end. You have no limitations. Good that you can create. You have no limitations or restrictions on the power that you've come to this journey to be. Take that deep right there. Let it out. I forget sometimes to tell you guys, to let it out. I'm always like, they're going to turn blue if I don't tell them to let it out. or And That release. That release. We want you to know. The environment is ready to respond to the energy of you. The energy of you is what you know it to be. So know it. Know it, know it, know it. Perfect power. So wins our lesson. Not mistake. All right. If you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind. Infinite mind. In as, In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. and returns to me me. multiplied abundantly.